Would you just hold the Bible and repeat after me? I swear by Almighty God. I swear by Almighty God. That the evidence I shall give in this royal commission. That the evidence I shall give in this royal commission shall be the truth. Shall be the truth. The whole truth. The whole truth. And nothing but the truth. And nothing but the truth. Thank you. Take a seat. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. Hey, this is JT, and welcome to another episode of The Critical Thought. Today's episode deals with how the elders protect the governing body. What you just saw was the swearing in of Vincent Toole. Now, you might say, well, who was Vincent Toole? Well, this took place at the Australian Royal Commission. And this gentleman, Vincent Toole, he is the highest legal ranking official of Jehovah's Witnesses in the country of Australia. And he has promised the judge and the court that not only is he going to tell the truth, but he's going to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Well, we're going to see. Let's put it to the test. Now, who is Vincent Toole? You see, Vincent Toole became an elder in the 1970s. He became a circuit overseer in the 1980s. And he was called into Bethel during the 90s. Not only that, but the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society of Australia, they sent him to law school where he became an attorney. And eventually, this man now sits as the senior attorney for the Watchtower directing all legal issues in Australia. Now, watch as we proceed through this video, through his testimony, and see how he is trying his best to protect the governing body. Let's get started. Uh, what I understand from the statements is that one has a governing body operating in, situated in New York, but having an operation, I suppose, throughout the world, and then branches in various geographic areas and also congregations yes. within the jurisdiction of each branch. That's right so far, isn't it? Yes. Um, and in Australia, it's said that each congregation is a, in a legal sense, voluntary association, is that right? Yes. And yet the congregations take their direction and instructions from the branch, which in turn takes its direction and instruction from the governing body. That would be right, factually. Yes, I think that's a reasonable. So now, by operation of what legal rule or norm does does that occur? In other words, by what legal rule or norm does the congregation take its direction from the branch? Is there a constitution, a contract, a corporation? Is there something that does it? Not that I'm aware of. You see, this is what we discussed here at Critical Thinkers a while back about why the Watchtower set up all those new corporations in the year 2000 and all the governing body members stepped aside. This is it. Because they wanted to be able to go into a court and say the governing body is not connected with anything involving the corporations. And so what do we see Tool doing? He is playing dumb. But you know what? It gets even better. Watch this. So is it, is it not the case that the governing body... Uh sets out 
what the roles and responsibilities of all the various structures are and their relationship to each other, and these, and the whole system internationally is operated in accordance with that. You're really talking to me about an area I don't have much experience in in terms of that. I just work in a local branch. Can you believe that? Here we have the senior council acting as if I just work at the branch. I'm, I work down in cleaning. I, I, I don't know what's going on. You see, this is how this organization has trained its elders to defend it. By playing absolutely dumb. I don't know what's going on. And this is what Tool is doing. But what I want you to do is take note of how Stewart, who is representing the Royal Commission, notice how he very slowly and meticulously asks his questions. But more importantly, notice how Tool responds. Listen to the, the cadence in his voice. Listen to the pause in his voice because it speaks volumes. Take note. Uh, what I understand from the statements is that one has a governing body operating in, or situated in New York, but having an operation, I suppose, throughout the world, and then branches in various geographic areas, and also congregations yes. within the jurisdiction of each branch. That's right so far, isn't it? Yes. Um, and in Australia, it said that each congregation is a in a legal sense, voluntary association, is that right? Yes. And yet the congregations take their direction and instructions from the branch, which in turn takes its direction and instruction from the governing body. That would be right, factually. Yes, I think that's a reasonable... So now, by operation of what legal rule or norm does, does that occur? In other words... By what legal rule or norm does the congregation take its direction from the branch? Is there a constitution, a contract, a corporation? Is there something that does it? Not that I'm aware of. Now, why would this man, with all of these years of experience in this organization, at this level in this organization, try to present to the court that he has no idea of the structure of this organization? I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm not aware of it. I, I just, just don't know. I, I just don't know. Why would he do that? The reason why is very simple. His job is to protect the governing body. And so we see this going into denial, going into this, I'm dumb on the subject matter. These are the type of games that Watchtower officials and lawyers play every time they go to court. But it just gets even better. Can I just understand... <clears throat> Are you the senior lawyer advising the Jehovah's Witness in Australia? I'm not sure about senior, but I look, I look after the, uh, the legal department, but I'm being asked questions about things that I really haven't been involved in at all. I know, but I'm trying to get to understand your relationship to the management structure in Australia and in New York, you see. Um, and, and normally in an organisation, if there's a legal department and a head lawyer, then um, that person's services would be used to advise in relation to documents, um, the meaning of documents, the drafting of documents and so on. Nothing. I've never been involved in any of the document types of situations that I'm being asked about at all. 
well, then who in the branch here uh, holds the reins? Where does the, the branch committee? The committee, and how many people are on that committee? Probably nine or ten, but it might be. It's around that figure. I'm not actually certain, but it's somewhere around that figure. And is that their job to be members of that committee, or do they have other roles in the organisation? They are appointed members of the branch committee. They collectively serve together, but they would have uh, administrative roles at the branch doing different things. At the branch, though? Yes, at they're the all, branch. They're all people who work at the branch. Yes, they're at, at the branch. And is one of them the head, as it were, of the committee? I think it's first among equals. I don't think anyone's head of the branch committee as such, but uh, the uh, Mr O'Brien cares for the coordination of that particular branch committee. But I don't think anyone has greater authority or lesser authority. If you remember the branch committee, I understand you're, you're an equal member with the branch committee. And the next step in the hierarchic uh, organisation of the Jehovah's Witness from the branch committee is to where? I think the branch committee goes back to the governing body. In New York? In New York, that's as I understand it. Right. And um, do you know whether they have to provide a report to the governing body? I've never been on a branch committee. I don't know what happens there. You mean you, you work as the Jehovah's Witness lawyer, but you have no knowledge of what... I have never been involved in a report given that way because it's not a legal matter. It's Nothing's been ever discussed with me about that. Isn't that something? The judge, the judge had to step in and stop the legal counsel for the Royal Commission from asking any more questions. And why? Because he said, I got some questions I want to ask of Tool. And he proceeded to plow into him. He basically just said, look, man, aren't, aren't, you, the, aren't you the top lawyer and you're playing dumb? And that look on his face at the end is priceless. You see, as an attorney and all the other attorneys in the courtroom, they all know one thing about attorneys. Attorneys know, as it were, where all the bodies are buried. So for him to sit on this stand and pretend as if he has no idea, this is what the court finds very insulting. But, you know, there's a saying that good lawyers, they realize that you never ask a question that you don't already know the answer to. And the branch committee members, Mr. Toole, are appointed by the governing body, is that right? I understand that's the position, yes. And you say your understanding is, is that the branch committee members are, are equal, so one of them is actually designated coordinator, is that, is that not right? Yes, I think he's the coordinator of the, of the, uh, the branch committee. Yes. And that designation or responsibility also is an appointment by the governing body? I believe so, but I'm not absolutely certain. And is there a, a manual or a document uh, published by the governing body which, which sets that out, what its responsibilities are, what the branch's responsibilities are, and so on? I'm unaware of any such document. You see, Tool was asked, is there any document, any book, any publication that lays out the roles of the governing body, that lays out the roles of the different committees. 
and you saw what he said, he said, no, not to my not, don't know nothing about it, totally no. You see, Stewart had the organizational procedure book for how branches are ran. And he knew that at the very beginning of the branch organization book, on the very first few pages of this book, and we invite you and we encourage you, do the Google search, download the book for yourself, and you will see that on the very opening pages of the branch organization book, it outlines the role that the governing body plays in running these branches. It's simply amazing. And yet, he as an attorney who is charged with advising He claims he has no idea what goes on. He was asked the question, how many members make up the branch committee? Did you see what he said? I think I'm not for sure. Once again, playing dumb. And of course, from the court's perspective, they find this insulting. As it were, he must think we're an idiot. But of course, they didn't. And that is why Stewart pulled out that organizational branch procedures book. Now, As soon as he pulled out this organizational branch procedure book, notice what one of the attorneys or one of the legal counsel that was working with the Watchtower, notice what he asked the court to do. Uh, Could I ask for a non-publication order in respect of that? I would assume that it is a very confidential document. Well, you'd have to persuade me of that, Mr. Dockley. Um, The Royal Commission, as far as possible, operates in public. Understood, Your Honor. And I presently, I'm not, I can't see why this document shouldn't be a public document, but you have to persuade me. Yes, he was begging the court. <laughs> Please don't release that book. Please don't release that book. And what did the judge say? He said, you know what? I'm a little ticked off right now. And I don't see no reason not to release that book. You're going to have to convince me not to release that book. You see, the watchtowers put their attorneys out there. They put people out there. They put elders out there. And they make them look like fools because of all the things that they have to present in regards to this organization that is simply not true. Even here in the United States, the Watchtower senior attorney was fined over $150,000 for doing the same thing. Presenting himself and information as if I don't know anything about this. And because it required another law firm, the opposing law firm, to spend hours researching information that Philip Brumley as the legal counsel of the Watchtower already knew. And as a result, they find him. Even right down to the local elders, local elders are expected to defend the Watchtower Society. In fact, all elders were told when I was an elder that there are six basic things that you should never do. And they were listed to us and we had to write them down in our own handwriting in the margins of our flock book. Like to just share what they are and listen to what it really is saying. One, never write anything alluding to or naming one of the society's attorneys. Two, never write anything that mentions the legal department. Three, never write any comments referring to the directions from the society or the branch. Four, never write any comments mentioning anyone other than the committee itself as a possible influence in the decision reached. Five, 
never write any comments that might suggest to someone with a critical eye that the committee did not reach its decision on its own, but instead somehow yielded to the influence of an outside party. Six, never write any comments indicating that the elders mishandled the case or committed any error in the investigation or the judicial committee process. After we received these instructions, I remember we went to lunch and there were so many of us sitting around like, <laughs> Watchtower Society throwing us on the bus. And that's really what we're seeing. Elders are expected to defend the governing body, defend this organization. And yet the organization, if push comes to shove, they would leave you as an elder out to dry. In the state of Pennsylvania, throughout the entire state, congregations have been put basically on a freeze in terms of documents. Elders are now going to have to give an accounting. And it's very sad because many of these elders, loyal men, faithful men, and they will find themselves out in the cold. The Watchtower has already taken steps years ago to make sure that no one can blame them for elders anymore by making all appointments by means of the circuit overseer and the local elders. Hence, when anyone asked, you appointed this man, we knew nothing about this man. We knew nothing about this man. Yes, elders all around the world are taught to defend the governing body, the society, the branches. And yet, what happens when they need help? This has been JT. Take care. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.